This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 61 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Pat. I'm Eddie. And I'm Andy. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries, right here on Paranormal Dads. Again, everybody, welcome to another episode of Paranormal Dads. Hi, Pat. I'm your co-host, Paranormal Pat. <laughs> I'm adventurous Andy. I'm eerie Eddie. Because <laughs> I have big ears. <laughs> and now we've introduced ourselves twice. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. As you can tell, we have nothing planned when we when we do this opening bit. We're just bantering. It's just opening like, bit. You're getting us. You're getting us as we are. It's like okay, let's do it. Uh, this is what we do. All access pass to see the monkey with the symbols and our brains just banging <laughs> away. <laughs> if you're listening to this, that we are either alive and well, or we did not survive our dogman excursion expedition. Because chances are this is going to get released after we get back <laughs> from that one. So, so if we never did, if we never did come back, <laughs> enjoy all sixty-one of these episodes. It'll be our legacy, our gift yeah. to you. This is our farewell episode. Sixty-two might be recorded from beyond the other side. If this is the farewell episode, Daphne, Elise, Gwen, I love you very much, and uh, yeah, scatter my ashes uh, across. Um, uh, a comic book store. A comic Not book in the woods, because Dogman will pee on them. No! <laughs> it's my nightmare, Andy. <laughs> Dogman peeing on my ashes. That's my first fear. I have that conversation with myself every now and then. It's like, where do I want my ashes strewn about? Strewn about. I told my wife, uh, we, we actually, my wife and I were actually talking about this uh, fairly recently. And, and I told her, I want you to drop my ashes off the overpass at 50th and Center Street. Oh, <laughs> 50th and Center Street? No, uh, it's 48th, actually. 48th, 48th and 48th. Center. That's where you grew up as a kid. Yeah, yeah that was my old stomping grounds. There you go. That we, car, nearby car wash is going to be a busy place that day. I used to uh, walk over <laughs> that bridge and go to school every day. Oh, man. That's where you want them so, to dump. Just, just drop my ashes right there, right off the bridge. Right nope. on, right on the center street. It's gonna street. be on a windy day, forty mile an hour <laughs> yeah. gusts of wind. Oh, it's got to be a blustery day. Like Mom, a, is that a tornado coming off in the distance? Like a poo blustery day. I got a nice I, fall day. So now I've established I need to die in the fall. I got plice powder in my mouth. <laughs> not this fall, Pat. No, no not this it. fall. No, not in, before we can upload your consciousness into a machine and you can live vicarious. You know, live live you, on with robot parts. You gotta I, freeze my. Uh, Freeze my parts, and so I can be thawed out in twenty twenty five. I want a. That's not too long from now. Oh yeah, I, I, I meant twenty five twenty five. There right? you go. <laughs> in the year, three years from now, four years from now, Pat. No, the technology oh, won't man, be there yet. This, this, this show is going downhill. We got to put. Man. We're wow. going to a bad spot. We got to put Pat into a speaking spell. That's where we're at right now. Hey, uh, Eddie. Oh, okay. I missed you. 
notepad. So many emotions. <laughs> I want a roboplice. That's what I want right now. Um, no, when you do uh, when you do exit this uh, dimension, Pat, whether, which, whichever one of us leaves first, bronze statue. I'm making a bronze statue of Pat to be uh, to be admired and and thought of for generations to come. There you okay, go. and post it on the overpass at 48th and 7th. Yep, and have a little MP3 people can push a button and hear your sultry, buttery voice <laughs> all the time. Anyway. I- I want a pack of, of uh, Eddie Fossler playing cards. Ooh. You know, each one's just a different one of Eddie's, you know, characters. One of his, one one part of his multi, multiple multiple oh, yeah, personalities. Eddie verse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got you the got Eddie the you got the hillbilly. You got the alien abductee. You got you know the prospector. You got we could call him masters of the Eddie verse. Oh my gosh, ideas are flowing. Well, hey, with all that craziness, we should probably <laughs> lead right into uh, uh, recent sightings. Oh, who's on that one? Who is on that one? It's me. I'm just messing with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. We're on a roll here because our recent sightings are actually pretty recent. Say hot and fresh as far as paranormal dads are concerned. Uh, This one is about a week ago, give or take about a week. Um, And Andy said this, Brazil's an interesting country. Um, you know, just a, you know, overall fascinating country, but also in the realm of uh, UFO sightings, Brazil, for some reason, something's going on. And uh, there's a, a video out there with another fellow paranormal enthusiast uh, by the name of Secure Team. Uh, you can look him up on YouTube. He posts, I think, weekly videos on different UFO phenomenon, mostly UFO. He does. He, he isn't so much into the other things. Um, and, uh, this one is a UFO sighting of what is being called an interdimensional energy UFO. It's in Sao Paulo. San Paulo, yeah, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Look at Andy go with his UFO knowledge. Andy knows. And soccer. He's a soccer guy, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much anything I know about anything in this world is a soccer reference. And Brazil's <laughs> the motherland of soccer. So, yeah. Yeah. And so about a week ago in Sao, Sao, Sao Paulo, Brazil, there was what's being called kind of an energy UFO that um, was seen in the sky. It looks kind of organic in the way it's moving around. Uh, and it's very large. I showed the guys the video. We can post this video up on, our, up on our page so you can actually see this. But it's huge. It basically looked like almost... A, a triangular shape, but it had arms. It had like a center, like mass to it with three distinct like appendages coming out. And it was kind of folding and moving unto itself, almost like flapping of wings in the sky. Had the go-go gadget arms. Very, huh? yeah. Almost like it's crawling through the sky. Yeah, almost. That's, and, yeah, that's, it's, it's a weird one. You know, it's not, it's not your typical garden variety UFO. Yeah, uh, it was kind of weaving in and out of clouds. It looked very interesting. Pat pointed out it almost looked like a lightning in a way, like a weather event in a weird way. But, you know, everything I've seen with lightning doesn't move that slowly, certainly. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely not fast. No. Um, It it was just kind of meandering through the clouds. But in the background, I think you could see some lightning going on. Or um, It was all kind of back in the clouds so you'd see the clouds kind of flash up you weren't actually seeing the lightning bolts or yeah anything but this this thing was not a lightning bolt no it, it was like i said it was just kind of meandering through the clouds it was almost a pinkish color too um and uh 
it uh, had, like I said, three arms, air quotes, air arms, and very large object. I mean, just getting a sense of scale. I mean, it took up a lot of sky. And uh, kind of like I said, um, it's almost dragon looking in a way too. And this comes back to that thing that me and Gwen saw. It looked so, it had a similar movement to that. Like there was like those two, like especially those two appendages kind of just almost swimming in the sky it looked like. Mm -hmm. Almost like a jellyfish. Like Falcor the Luck Dragon from the NeverEnding Story movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It flew without wings. Like an airplane. <laughs> without wings. Um, and yeah, so, and not only that, um, plasma, but there was a lot of other UFOs sighted in Brazil. But this one particularly jumped out to me, just how strange it looked. And that's getting into this notion again about UFOs maybe, in some cases, maybe even being organic beings unto themselves or organic interdimensional beings, which now we're getting into some Star Trek territory here yeah. almost, where it's like encounter well, a far point style right. <laughs> trying to think wasn't the the movie abyss um where they discover those underwater aliens you know sigourney weaver i think that was actually a james cameron film of avatar fame i yep. think yeah the, the abyss was a james cameron movie yeah. yeah and but weren't the alien beings that they find underwater they were kind of almost like i want to say like manta ray like you know they were swimming they were yeah. undulating well the idea and we can this will be a whole separate episode at some point but usos you know mm -hmm. under under you know yeah. submerged object um, and, uh, but yeah, the whole premise of the abyss was that these extraterrestrials were organically moving around and that their ship even looked kind of like an organic style ship. It wasn't some machined looking thing. Um, uh, very interesting. But, uh, like I said, we'll put that video up on our, our social medias or on our actual webpage. We could probably link that up pretty easily, I imagine. And, um, yeah, it's something else. It's crazy. What gets me, too, about it is just the sheer size of this thing. It's just not a small little pinprick of light in the sky. This is gargant huge. It's mm -hmm. bigger than a plane. Bigger than a plane. I yeah. don't know if it's aircraft carrier size, but, it, I mean, it's 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 large. Yeah. Very large. And it brings to mind another uh, UFO that was seen over the Aegean Sea where this woman was just in a passenger plane. She's sitting there and her, got her Southwest ticket, and it's flying, and she's looking out the window. And this what looks almost like, and this sounds insane, but it almost look, looks like a humpback whale is coming up and out of the clouds, this gigantic black that. Yeah. mass, and it rotates and yeah. then starts to kind of ride itself. It looks like a mountain yeah. that is flying in the sky. Yeah. And she's sitting there watching it happen, and she's like, "What is that?" And like her, you can hear it in her voice. Her entire understanding of reality is being wrapped around itself. But it looks like a whale breaching out of the yeah. water. But it's bigger than a whale, and it's in the sky. It, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. One of them cloud whales. Ah! Yeah, it almost looked like a submarine or something popping up out of the clouds. It's but the strangest thing. It, it was a lot bigger than a sub Huge. would have been. It would yeah. have been the size of like a mountain. Yeah. No, I mean, you look weird. at how big it is. But these weird, I mean, we get into the thing of like high strangeness and that's getting into that. When you see something that you don't have any form of context for. And uh, yeah, energy UFO flying in the sky. Andy, thoughts? <laughs> It's 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 nuts, man. I mean, but it just proves, um, you know, some of the UFOs that are spotted around the world. Some of these craft, they're they're not aerodynamic, first of all. No. Um, which which leads a lot of um, people to theorize maybe they're not flying here. Which I I completely one hundred percent believe 
that a lot of the UFOs being seen, they're not flying here from another galaxy. Even if you're going the speed of light, that's going to take thousands and millions of years. They're, they're, they're somehow warping space altogether. So you could, you could have a UFO that looks like a flying brick, you know, not aerodynamic at all. It doesn't matter because they're not, they're not bending air around them. They're moving through space and time. Yeah. You know, so whether you look like a Falcor the Luck Dragon or a triangle with wavy, wacky, wavy, inflatable yeah. <laughs> arm, flailing tube guy arms or yeah. what have you, it doesn't matter. That's almost kind of what it looked like, actually. It, it kind of looked like one of those, those uh, wacky, tube wavy, guys inflatable tube that, guy. that, they, that stand outside of uh, car washes, you know, yeah. and yeah. except it was big and white and it was flying in the sky. So yeah. They scaled it up a hundred times <laughs> yeah. and lit it on fire. It was a luck dragon. My gosh, me and Andy and Pat on the back of that thing, throwing our hands up in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Never ending story. Music plays in the background. Basically heaven, <laughs> basically heaven for Eddie. <laughs> All the bullies get thrown in the garbage. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Great movie. Great movie. Man, love that movie. Pretty creepy. What's you know, the song they sing on, uh, uh, Stranger Things. Never ending story. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Speaking of metaphysical, Eddie Stop. has a voice of an angel over here. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, you know. Hey, stay tuned for my album. Me and Pat's album. <laughs> Pat singing the lounge songs and me singing the fanciful luck dragons. <laughs> I'll be on drums like Animal from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's playing his belly. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, like I said, stay tuned and also look these things up. If you look up like energy UFOs, it's crazy. And I know lightning can do some interesting things and it's a very interesting phenomenon, but I've never been alive now 44 years and I've never seen lightning do anything like Pat was saying, anything like this at all. I mean, you got ball lightning, but ball lightning is more unpredictable. It's not uniform. It's not, you know, and it's not that long. It's not, you know, ball lightning, what soccer ball size, maybe, maybe sometimes tennis ball, you know, that thing was massive. Yeah. You know, no, so. so big. So, yeah, that's what I got for recent signings. Weird energy UFOs flying over Brazil. Hey, listen, you're going to get some cool stuff on this show. <laughs> Never thought you'd hear that today, did you? Well, coming up next, we have uh, pop culture and the paranormal. So uh, strap on your Halloween costumes for this one. Uh, got a good one coming up. All right. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. All right, pop culture. I found an article on theactivetimes.com, the most popular Halloween costumes since 1983. Oh. So whether it says whether you like to spend your money on October visiting charming fall towns or making your way through haunted houses or going apple picking, no Halloween season is complete without a great costume. So what they did is they contacted Spirit Halloween to see which pop culture trends inspired the biggest costume for every year mm. from oh. 1983 uh, up to 2019. Holy wow. cow! So this is going back. So this is this is like right in your wheelhouse, yeah. and, and maybe you too, Eddie, because Eddie, yep. you were born in '77. Yep. So this goes all the way back to when you were six. Pat was a mite older. Yep. And uh, but you know, thinking back, you know. Halloween costumes are the who's who of pop culture of the time. Mm-hmm. It could be a rocker, singer, athlete, a movie star, movie character. So, thinking of 1983, what was big in '83, okay. guys? '83. Lionel Richie. 
Rocky. I'm butchering the song. Think Star Wars. Think, think. Oh, well, you're Luke Skywalker. Darth Vader. Got a Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Most popular in 1983. Buns on the side of the head. Really? Something. That would have been. Well, that's interesting because that would have been. Because that's the original Princess Leia, you know, from episode four, A New Hope, which came out in 77. Yep. But uh, 83 was when Return of the Jedi came out. Okay. Yeah, so. it, says, uh, it says, yeah, you're right, Pat. It says Return of the Jedi. So I don't know. For whatever reason, so, Princess Leia was, huh. was popular that year. Interesting. Maybe it was the Slave Leia costume. Oh, and that, you know? oh the gold bikini oh, type costume. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and, and all that hotness was balanced out with the job of the hut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, come they, on. Yin, they, they yin-yanged that real yeah, well. they did. They did. <laughs> 1984, the, the costume that kids had to have was Freddy Krueger. Oh, uh, I man, here I am all there. like, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Was it Transformers? Yeah. I think his, uh, that, that red, red and white striped sweater is coming back, right? Hipsters wear this again nowadays. Yeah, I was going to say, the Freddy Krueger <laughs> sweater is like... What do you call that hat that he's wearing? It's a fedora. No, fedora. it's not a fedora. That's like, that's like the Indiana Jones hat almost. Yeah, he, uh, he never goes out of style at Halloween, though. You know, somebody, you always see Freddy, Freddy running around on Halloween. Good old Freddy Krueger. I don't know if you guys were into WWF back in the day. Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, I was. Was, yeah, as kids, totally. 1985, the the trending costume that kids were wearing door to door. Hulkster. Hulk Hogan, yeah. the Hulkster. Yes, he is a real American. I don't know. <laughs> That's GI Joe. <laughs> He's really looking here. I thought that was the Hulk song. <laughs> Maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. 1986, Care Bears went Ooh, a little, little went, tame went on that Care one. Bears. 1987, Where's Waldo was a popular costume. Really? I didn't know it was that old. I yeah, think I remember those books right. being around that when I was about that age, starting to see them. And all these kids running around trick or treating, dressed in the in the striped shirt with the little beanie Can't hat. Can't find like, them. Which kid's mine? I don't know. Where's Can't Waldo? find them. Uh, 88, you got Elvira. You know, uh, always good. Yeah. So these weren't just kids' costumes. These were just costumes in general. In general. I see. Yeah, so Spirit I'm, Halloween, they sell a lot of adult costumes That as makes well. sense. They I'm do. getting my brain right. Yeah. I'm thinking like kids' Sorry, costumes. And I was thinking the same thing the first time I read this article. I was like, okay, these are adult like, costumes. Like, what child's too. dressing up like Elvira? <laughs> uh, 1989, this one stood the test of time, because my, uh, my little nephew, Reed, is all about this. Batman. Batman. Yeah. Batman. Uh, Still yeah, hot, yeah. man. Because that would have been uh, about the time Michael Keaton's Batman 89, yep. Yep, there you go. Uh, 1990. If you weren't a Ninja Turtle for Halloween around 1990... <laughs> Are you even a 90s kid? I mean, for real. I mean, take your pick. Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo. Change that bandana color and just go for it. Which was you guys' favorite turtle? Oh, I'm Donatello all day long. Yeah? You know, I, I never got it. I was, I was too old for the turtles. Pat and Miss Pat. Uh, yeah. Pat, Pat was handing out candy by I, that point in I time. Was, yeah, I was heading into college. Well, I was in college by then. But, uh, by 1990. Yeah. Yeah, so I was starting high school. So, so what was your favorite turtle, Andy? I was a Michelangelo guy. There you go, party dude. Yeah, party dude all the way. Plus, he had the nunchucks, which I think was my favorite weapon. Plus, he liked pizza the most, which I I, I can still attest to that. There you go. <laughs> I can relate to that. Ninety one was was the Terminator. Arnold, me you want to live. <laughs> Catwoman ninety two makes sense. Infamous for being a. A subpar movie. I've, I've heard. I haven't seen it. So that's one of the uh, the later movie type Catwoman. I think that the, the at least the picture they're showing there. Yeah. To me, uh, Catwoman is and will always be Julie Newmar. Yeah. Oh, from yeah. the 1966 Batman. Yeah. Wasn't Eartha Kitt? Eartha Kitt was in there. My least favorite Catwoman, by the way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Julie Newmar, though. 
<laughs> Get the motor going, huh? Well, this was the Michelle Pfeiffer era, uh, I, be- yes. I do believe. Yeah. yeah. 1993. This one surprised me. Barney? Barney, the big purple dinosaur Barney. Barney. A lot of irony in that costume. People yeah. are like, uh, I mean. Tail eh. swinging back and forth, trip, kids tripping over Knocking it. Knocking them over. And Barney. <laughs> 94. Yeah, the, 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 we're talking about the age of the Power Rangers. Mighty yeah, Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphins. Yeah. Yeah, I was finishing high school at that point, so for me it was like that kind of missed me a little bit. Ninety four, you said? Yeah, yeah. Very plasticky smelling costume, you know? Oh yeah. Because you know, you go into Target, you buy the mask, you put the mask on, it smells like I don't know a factory in yeah, China, like, like petroleum byproducts. <laughs> and and that costume is not making it through the night. Like that's going to oh, be no. a ripped up tablecloth by the end of the. Yeah. Hundred percent all the way. Star Trek, nineteen ninety five. Yes, yeah. it's about time. 96, oh yeah, all the way. I figured that'd be in there. Scream, Scream. the movie Scream. Yeah. What do you call that? The the mask, the ghost, the face. ghost face. Ghost face mask, 1996. Yep. You know, for its time, that that movie was, it was it was a really was good horror movie. Yeah, and it was like the turn the genre on its head kind of thing. and Twist ending. Yeah, kind of a smart, smart thinking person's horror movie. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I walked out of that movie. Why? It was too scary for me. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, there were parts, you know, they, they set the bar high right off the bat where Drew Barrymore gets gets killed in the opening scene. They just come in hot. Yeah. You know, guns blazing. But that is, it's still to this day, that's a super creepy mask. You know, I've yeah. never seen that movie. Pat's never seen I've it. I've never seen that movie. You probably should, should at some point. Maybe I should. Would See. you walk out on it if we were watching it together? No, I would. Not with you and me. I'd never <laughs> walk out on you, buddy. If anything, these two would start spooning each other for Don't comfort. Hold me, me closer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nineteen ninety-seven. You got Batman and Robo, Robin. Ooh, Batman okay. and Robin duo. Yep, yep. couple you know, costumes. Couple costume. Mm-hmm. Ninety-eight South Park. Yeah, all <laughs> the all the craze with the high school kids back then. <laughs> that makes sense. Ninety-nine. You got the Matrix. You know, a little bit oh, of Neo yeah. action. Got some Morpheus. Morpheus going on. Trench a lot coat, of, some lot of leather. A yep. lot of leather. Red and cool wizard. sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't even see at night. Again, you're tripping over Barney's <laughs> tail because you have your matrix Barney glasses. Barney just made you drop all your candy. <laughs> you want to do the impression, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah! <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah. Popular in 2000. 2001. I, this one took me by surprise. It's the uh, SNL Spartan cheerleaders that was a, skit. People loved the Will, Will Ferrell. Yeah. And, uh, oh, what's her Molly. name? No, not Molly Shannon. It's She's the little, she's the little short one. I think oh. it's Molly. Um, hmm. That's. We'll have to we'll have uh, to look that up and get back to you, but but we'll, that's that, that SNL sketch. Yeah, just great. Let's see, website's getting a little glitchy on me. Uh, Spider two thousand two Spider Man was a uh, two thousand three Pirates kids just dressing up as any old pirate. But what inspired that was the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Caribbean. movies. Where yeah, it was you hot. know it. Curse of the Black Pearl. SpongeBob SquarePants two thousand four. Yep. He's great, man. 2005, Star Wars coming back. Coming back. The Darth Vader got the prequels coming at you hot. Have they ever been out of style? No. I mean, no, they, they keep coming coming back around, you know. Hey, by the way, uh, Will Ferrell, his, his his character name was Craig. Okay. To uh, his, his partner was Ariana, played by Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry, ah, that's her name. Gotcha. So, She's hilarious. Gotcha. There you go. Thanks, fact checker Pat, yeah, man. Yeah. He's on it. I do what I can do. 2006, he had Barack Obama. Kind of a 
you know, political spin there, but it's always relevant to elections. Yep. You know, those those kind of come and go every four yeah, years. President masks always go well in election years. Reminds me of what was that movie? Was it Point Break, where they all the bank robbers wore presidential yeah, masks? Point Break. Yeah, yeah, somebody was Nixon. Nixon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nixon, Carter, and Reagan. I think it was another mask Probably. too. <laughs> Bill Clinton um, mask too. I think. I'm trying to see what year this next. Could have been Bill Clinton. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson. There you I go. <laughs> yeah, right. The Abraham Lincoln mask. 2007, we got Spider-Man. Again. Uh, again. The Joker Spider-Man. in 2008 from the yep. Joker movie. Yep. Oh, yeah. See, we're getting into the... I think that was the... That was, was that the Heath Ledger version? That yep. was the dark Joker. Yeah. 2009, it was all about the vampires because yep. of Twilight. Twilight. Because of the Twilight series. <laughs> yeah, and uh, maybe Buffy the well that, that was actually Buffy was more than 90 like yeah late she's 90s. more of a 90s girl but I think they had some like TV shows like spinoffs of that oh yeah that Disney shows and Twilight and all these Twilight, other ones yeah vampires uh, 2010 you got Lady Gaga you know there you go <laughs> 2011 oh geez Snooky and the Situation oh and man the Jersey Shore <laughs> Jersey Shore, Shore. Jersey. Uh, 2012 the you have the Avengers I mean take your pick there yeah. you go all, all the Avengers movie characters so good you want to be a raccoon you can be a raccoon yeah you know uh, we're getting towards the end um, this one I, I didn't even know what this was the the next year so we're looking at 2013 we had Miley Cyrus and the Twerky Teddy that was from her <laughs> performance yeah from, from some uh, it was like a scandalous performance or something yeah. that she did sorry the website's getting a little little glitchy here. no you're fine we'll have spooky halloween music playing in the background <laughs> here uh As anyway sun by snooki 2013 i think we're on frozen you could be elsa you could be elsa, anna just, just let it go uh let it go man skip a few you have caitlin jenner 2015 Donald Trump, 2016, again with the presidential mask. 2017, Hocus Pocus. You guys remember that movie? Hocus Pocus has made a giant oh, resurgence yeah, yeah. in nostalgia. Yeah. People, lo- it's a great movie. It's I mean, it's a- they're, they're doing a remake, I believe, next fall. There's yeah. there's a remake, I think, with the same ladies. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, can't they're... wait, dude. It's a good movie. It's a great Halloween movie. It's a good movie. Period. Bette Midler and I, well, I couldn't tell you the um, other two, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, yep. really. If you're looking for a family-friendly Halloween movie to watch with your kids, look up Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And then we got Fortnite, back-to-back years, <laughs> and that concludes our list. But, you know, Fortnite, yeah. big with the adolescents, teens, the tweens. We Video joke, game we call, crowd. We call it Fork Knife. Fork Knife? <laughs> yeah, fork knife. As, a, as a joke. Like, <laughs> you kids playing your Fork Knife? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> So there you go. From all the way from back in the day to present, most popular costume, uh, combining adult costumes and kid costumes. So best memory costume for you as a kid, Andy? Go. Best one. Um, when I was a kid, two two consecutive years, I think I wore this. My mom took a red hooded sweatshirt. She sewed some black devil horns to the top. She sewed a black devil tail to the back, and I had a pitchfork, painted my face red, and I went as the El Diablo. Ooh, you know, two easy, years classic, classic, Cla- classic, you know, and you used it for two years, two years, I believe. Well yeah. done. How about you, Pat? Uh, it'd have to be one of the Star Wars ones, probably. Yeah. I was one year I was <laughs> one year I was Darth Vader. There was another year I was a Luke Skywalker. Uh, and I was also um, there was one year I, I actually had two costumes. So my mom bought me I, it, it might have been the Luke Skywalker year. 
I had a full, you know, the cheapo Luke Skywalker costume. But then a little while later, we were back at the store and I saw a stormtrooper mask. And I'm like, oh, I, I want to be a stormtrooper. So she actually bought me the mask. It was just, you know, the little cheapo mask. And then I wore like a white shirt, a button up shirt. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, one of my Star Wars gigs, probably. I was also Batman one year. That was oh, kind of fun. I was uh, Superman one year. And I actually wore pantyhose because <laughs> my mom, I, you know, we didn't have anything that would have been like, you know, like, you know, been like leggings. And so I wore like blue pantyhose as Superman. And my mom made a cape and the whole nine yards. And I had a little like, like blue long sleeve, um, like, uh, like a long sleeve T-shirt that she put an S on. And, and then a couple of years later, I was the cheapo, like the Woolworths plastic costume. That's all one. Uh, yeah. It was Optimus Prime yeah. for, uh, for Halloween. I was pretty excited about that one. Then I saw the movie and they killed him. And I was like, why did you kill him? Anyway. Nowadays, kids are next level. Have you seen those costumes that are literally Transformer costumes? Yes. The, yeah. All the panels and they just lay they down. They just open up. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just nuts. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, just, they just plop on the ground in a little truck. If we saw that as a kid, we would think, oh, my God, it's actually a Transformer that came to life. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me started. There's a, They have robots. They have an actual like transformable, like it does it itself. Now, on that little table, you just hit a button and it transforms itself. It's just crazy. We're living in the future. (laughs) Well, that concludes our pop culture segment. Love this time of year. Just the the content. This is right in our wheelhouse. This is one of our favorite episodes to do as we get close to Halloween. Yeah, all the shows are starting to come on. Yeah, we love Halloween. Fun stuff. Love the holidays period here, but yeah, Halloween has a special paranormal place in our hearts. And Apple is still holding Charlie Brown hostage, by the way. Oh, Charlie Brown Halloween. Yeah, you can only see it on Apple TV. I think they release it, like, I think last year they played it on PBS or something. They released it once. They're like, all right. Like one day, and you had to be watching that day. I mean, this is coming from a guy who owns the DVD, but I still get mad about it. Yeah, you don't get to hold Charlie Brown hostage. If it's not on CBS, it's it's just not the same. Yeah. (laughs) Well, coming up next, we have the main mystery. Which, which one of you guys has that? Pat? No, that's mine. All right, Pat's on. We're going back to school. Here we go, back to school with Pat. We're going to Africa. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> so last episode, we touched on an um, event that happened in um, southern Africa uh, a few years back, back in 1994. And we've actually touched on this um, UFO sighting uh, a couple of times in our our paranormal dad history, and so I, I figured this time around we need to just do, give it the full paranormal dad treatment. There we go. And we're going to talk about the Rua Zimbabwe aerial school sighting mm-hmm. or aerial school event. Um, so what happened was uh, back in 1994. There were uh, 60 children out on, on the playground, and um, all, the, all the teachers were actually in a meeting. And so there was just like one adult out with the kids, and she actually ran this little like kind of like a candy stand that uh, the kids could go buy candy and, and whatnot. But uh, a number of the kids kind of went off um, kind of away from the playground because they were... Uh, 
attracted to something they were seeing out in the, a wooded area off the, the side of the playground. And they actually, in the sky, saw a flying, what they described as a flying disc. Um, it was uh, saucer shaped, it was silver, uh, and it actually landed. And um, so the kids went to investigate and there were actually, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of uh, beams came out of this thing. They described these things as about four feet tall. They were wearing black uh, uniforms or uh, one, one child described them as kind of almost like scuba suit type material outfits. They, they had large round heads. Uh, they were kind of uh, very pale. They had very large eyes. One kid said their eyes were almost as big as rugby balls, which, I mean, that was, that's, that's really big. It's about the size of a football. Yeah. I mean, um, wow. and And uh, one interesting thing I saw about one of the, the, the description of one of these things is it had hair. Uh, some of the kids described it as having long black hair. The other one was bald, they said. But one of these uh, beings was on top of the spaceship, kind of running back and forth. And the other one uh, came down uh, off the ship and uh, stared at the kids for a while. And the kids reported that they were actually communicating with these things. Uh, they weren't speaking. Uh, it was more of a telepathy kind of a thing. So, uh, I mean, just an incredible story coming out of the mouths of 60 children. And uh, some of them became quite frightened and went running to... Uh, the, the only adult um, in the in the uh, immediate vicinity and others stayed until uh, the creature or creatures or beans uh, got back in, into the ship it took off and left the area and there were also other UFO reportings within that area at the same same time frame so it wasn't long just a few days later a BBC crew came in and uh, the guy who showed up was a war reporter. So this is like a hardened veteran reporter. He's been in all kinds of battle zones and, and uh, some very violent uh, atmosphere. But he said this was probably the one story in his career that scared him the most. He said it was so odd, so weird that what these kids were saying, it was so believable, you know, he, he just didn't doubt them. He knows they saw something, and what they were describing to him was just, you know, quite frankly, out of this world. And you have you have that many witnesses, and I'm sure there were small variations in what they saw, mm -hmm. but they unanimously, they pretty much all saw the same thing. Yeah, and they even came back and they drew pictures of it. Uh, they The teachers were actually pretty smart about it. They asked them to draw pictures of it. Um, so they all drew their own pictures, and a lot of the pictures were the same thing. You know, yeah. the kids were, were drawing the same thing over and over again. And it's it's just kind of a, uh, a head-scratcher for sure that these kids, to this day, their story has not changed. You know, they're all grown-ups now. This is... What, uh, 40 years almost? Uh, well, 30, 40 years? 90, well, 94. Well, 94. 94 is like 20, 25. 25, 25 oh, plus. Yeah, no, okay. 20. 
But I, I, I don't do math good. Yeah, you're almost 30 years. Almost, almost 30. 30. But um, didn't they do like a documentary or something on the like, re, so quote unquote, the reunion when they came back to talk about it again? So there, there's actually a gentleman named uh, Randall Nickerson, and he's a... Uh, he he kind of has a lot of side jobs actually, but uh, he he's a film filmmaker, and he's actually been working on a movie about this, and it's taken him a long time. Uh, he he wants to do the movie his way, so just financing something like this has been uh, really a challenge for him. Uh, but he he's like ten years into the making of this film, um, and he has an incredible video out on YouTube where he was actually at a UFO conference in Oregon, and he came and he spoke, uh, talked about making the movie, talked about all the interviewing he did uh, with the kids, uh, both both the kids, the teachers, pretty much anybody he could hunt down who was a witness to that day. He, he spoke to the reporter. It took him two years to find the reporter, but he did find him and got to talk to him. This guy's talk on YouTube was just... Uh, fascinating. He does show a trailer for the movie. It includes a lot of the BBC footage that was shot uh, just days after it happened. And to listen to these kids talk about their experience, it's there's just no hesitation in what they're saying. If they were making it up, uh, they they should all win Academy Awards for acting because it was completely believable. And he he would even. The, the reporter that was there would even say, well, are you sure it wasn't like a Harrier jump jet or something? And, and, the, and they're like, no, no, that wasn't, that wasn't what we saw. What we saw, it was saucer shaped. It was, it was a flying disc. It was silver. And the, these kids look so innocent, you know, and like I said, I, you know, I just, I was just kind of in awe listening to these kids tell their story. Well, you have two people that see a UFO um, that's that's amazing because you can rule out hallucination or, or anything like that. You got ten people see a UFO, you know, you, you can you can take it to the bank. They saw what they saw, but you got a whole sixty plus kids. Yeah, yeah. it was the you whole know, school basically. The whole school. A, it's a small school uh, where it's at. It's not like a giant public school out in the U.S., but it's like a private school out in where it's at. And um, yeah, they were. Unanimous, They're like you were getting at. All their drawings show the same thing. Slight variations here and there, but they saw what they saw, and they stuck by it. They still stick by it. It's uh, it's something else, man. It's it's like we've we're in an era now where the U.S. government has acknowledged that there are things flying around, but now being able to validate and verify, you know, having these people, these and one had hair. I didn't realize. That. Yeah, yeah I was really That's... surprised. That's usually not something you hear about. No, but they were talking about black hair. The other thing about this story that's interesting is just uh, kind of the coverage that was given, or or the investigation, I should say, about it. Because not only did you have this this guy from the BBC, uh, shortly thereafter, a um, she's, I guess you'd call her a UFOologist, or UFOlogist from, uh, I think she's originally from England, but she kind of focused her studies in uh, African UFO sightings. Her name was Cynthia Hind. And she came in, she talked to the kids. She was kind of a UFO expert. A lot of the kids recalled feeling some comfort talking to her. Um, she seemed to be like one of the, you know, I'm sure a lot of their parents, you know, thought this is nonsense, you know, and 
and I'm sure a lot of people didn't believe them, but I'm sure when this lady came in and talked to them and uh, entertained their story, they, they remember her fondly. I think she died in 2000. Another person who came in shortly thereafter to do an investigation was actually a, a former, or he, at the time he was a professor from Harvard. His name was Dr. John Mack. And he came in and did a lot of extensive interviews with the kids. Uh, he vid videotaped a lot of them, and you can see some footage in that film that Randall Nickerson is working on. So uh, this guy did a lot of, uh, I think he might have even wrote, written a book about it and uh, created a lot of documentation of the event, you know, and stuff that, uh, that Nickerson was able to use when he was researching his film. Dr. John Mack actually was killed in England. It was like a few years later uh, by a drunk driver. So he was no longer with us. But uh, if, if you can go out to YouTube and check out that story uh, or this, this conference that uh, Nickerson spoke at, it's like a two-hour deal. And I, I sat there in bed last night and watched probably the first hour of it. I still have an hour to go, but uh, it was very, very cool. He actually brings in some of the kids who are now grown adults, and they talk about their experience, which is uh, just amazing to watch. Was there anything in there? Because uh, I, I remember seeing the something about it back in the day, and, and didn't one of the kids, he climbed a fence, or he wanted to get closer, and I think he actually made contact, he like physically touched the craft? See, I didn't see anything about that, okay. but, but um, in just in my, you know, high-level review that I did on this, but I, I remember... We, we we talked about that before, so mm -hmm. you know that could be part of the story. I just hadn't gotten. I remember into that. that being some facet of the story. Like one of the kids got a little bit bold and got close, either close or actually came into contact with the ship. You know that's somehow. that's just it. Every every person has a different fight or flight response. You know when yeah. you're presented with something new and different, some people are terrified and run away. Some mm -hmm. people freeze. Some yeah. people run into battle. They, you know, they run towards the danger. And listening to the kids' stories, that's exactly what happened. You know, some mix. of them ran away. Some of them stood there and, and you know, yeah. tried to, well, effectively made contact. Uh, they, they, they claimed that they received messages from these beings that they didn't feel threatened by them. They didn't mean them any harm the the beans actually were concerned about our planet they were concerned about our environment and they get, left these kids with messages that uh, one child described all the trees being gone they were telling the kids that we're not treating our planet well so that was kind of interesting as well I don't think things have gotten much better since 94. I'll no, just say that. No, because a lot of weird stuff has gone on since then. It's Pick pick a part of the country. There's some yeah. sort of natural disaster going on yeah. constantly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's almost a shame that this didn't happen in, in modern days because any kid on that playground older than about 12 years old <laughs> right. has a cell phone and could have exactly, captured it right? you know, unanimously. Yeah. And this is where you get into this case where, you know, we are getting a lot of UFO sightings now. Uh, there are a lot of cell phones, and there are a lot of people capturing these phenomenon. It's just some some of these phenomenon are bending our brains on what they look like and how they behave. And and uh, yeah, all we can do is get your. Oh, I punched the mic. Get oh. your 
get your phone out and keep it ready when you see these weird things. And when you record, record horizontal footage. Horizontal, Not please. vertical. Because <laughs> if it does end up on YouTube, you're going to have one of those little horizontal... With the black bars. Bars, right. you know, and you only capture a third of the actual screen size. How about mm-hmm. you guys? UFO lands in my backyard right now. Are you running towards it, running away, or are you freezing? I think I'm... I don't know if I'm running towards it, but I'm definitely observing it. Mm-hmm. I am um, running towards that thing, especially <laughs> if it's a Nordic blonde. Yeah, well, you know, I'm jumping on the hood of the car. <laughs> Take me, get me out of here! They fling Eddie off with their windshield wipers, <laughs> with their Jupiter windshield wipers. Exactly. No, I am one of those. Take me with you. Do what you got to do. That's a close encounter of the sixth kind, right there. Yeah. Is Eddie on your windshield? Yeah, <laughs> like those being hit by the windshield fields. wipers. And what would you, Andy? What, Andy? What would you do? Oh, I'm freezing, but I, I'm I'm freezing. I'm not running towards. I'm not running away, but I'm for sure recording it. Yeah. Actually, I have dreams. I have dreams that I'm capturing uh, alien ships in the sky, and and every time I try to grab my phone to get footage, I can't get my video to work. Yeah. It's a reoccurring nightmare that I have, and it's not a nightmare because <laughs> there's UFOs. It's a nightmare because my phone because the phone isn't me. working. Like no mm. one's gonna believe this. Yeah. No, I I, mm. I am very much a run towards it kind of guy. You know, but so, we were that way with the Bigfoot expedition we did too. I was like, "Let's go!" Yeah, I remember even in that in that uh, documentary we made, uh, Eddie he nominated Pat. He's like, "If we see Bigfoot in the woods, Pat's just gonna run after it into the woods." <laughs> Doing it. We pan over to Pat. He's like, "Um, um okay, that's not what I agreed to." <laughs> yeah, it's something else, especially like you said, that many children at that given time. And it's impacted them too. Uh, some of their stories, uh, they they were talking to one gal. They they actually interviewed her. She was sitting in a bar. She it almost you you kind of got the sense that she had had a hard life. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she'd really struggled, and and it came across as this was part of the reason why. Yeah, there are. Like you said, there was a reunion with some of these people and uh, a lot of tears, um, Mm -hmm. very emotional for these people to get back together. Some of them went back to the schoolyard and you could tell they were uh, almost kind of shaken up by by being there. Man, school's boring for me. (laughs) Why don't I get that kind of cool stuff? (laughs) Aliens coming and visiting you in recess. Oh, man. I got a recess with wedgies and... Burns on the slide going down with my short shorts. We <laughs> traded football cards and Star Wars cards. There you go. Played Nerf football. That was my reset. Kind of heaven there when you think about it. Yeah, it was a good time. It was but a good time. There you have it. Was it episode 62? 61. 61, 61. 61. Yep. Well, thanks for getting us across the finish line there, Pat. All right. We've mentioned it multiple times. I figured we better do it right. Exactly. We had mentioned it a bunch of We've made references. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hey, with all that, be sure to like, follow, and share us on all of your social medias. Your fa- pick your favorite. You got like the Facebooks, we're on that. Like the Instagrams, guess what? We're on that one too. And Twitterverse. Paranormal dads are in that space as well. So be sure to join us, follow us on there, mess- message us, reach out to us. I'd mentioned before in the last episode, we're looking into doing some ghost hunts. If you live in the Omaha or around that general vicinity, uh, give us a shout and we can have some back and forth, talk to you, see if it's a, a case we'd like to investigate. And uh, let us know on, on that paranormal front. 
Thanks to everybody at freesound.org for providing us with some sound effects and music for this episode. And if you have a suggestion of a main mystery or a recent sighting or a pop culture that you think we should address, uh, hit us up. We're very accessible. We're very open to, uh, you know, obliging some of your suggestions because we're always looking for new content. And uh, yeah, so with that being said, I think we'll bid you adieu. Happy listening. Thanks for thanks for being a fan. Thanks for support and listening to us, everybody. And I love your radio, bro. Thanks, man. It, it used to work. It was my grandma Myers. It doyed. Yep. But it's it's. You know what's it, wrong with it? No. We could take it into a place if you want. I know a guy. Probably could get it working again. Oh yeah. That'd be pretty cool to listen to the radio. I'm just saying. Listen to some old timey music from Is that. Is it just thing. a radio? It doesn't play any like records or anything. No, just a radio. I get think. some LED lights Dude, put in there. Place. That'd be so Hold cool. On, I'm sorry. I just want to look at this. Do you mind? I don't think it opens up or anything. No, it does. Oh, it does. See the side of it. What? It does? What? <laughs> How the hell did I not know this? <laughs> Can you prop it open? Yeah, it's, like, like it's, it's one of those things that, like, it, like put lights in there, man. Years. Look at that. You want to get that fixed, dude. I want to get it. You see this, Beth? Look at this great piece. I gotta see this. That's cool. That's really cool. It's that old timey, like, felt, too, so it, hold, it grips the record. Oh my gosh. That's Pat's like, I have one of those. Oh, so it's, it's a record player, you see? <laughs> yeah. It's so big. Well, there's no, no way it's just a radio. All right. Total distraction from recording. We got distracted my by my dead grandma's radio. I'm on my ADD meds. Yeah, this that's is the ADD episode. That's just a... We're like, squirrel. What? <laughs> that's a great looking thing, though. It's cool, man. It's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if I can do this. Here. Leather, leather, you got this. Leather. Lion face. Lemon face. Lion face, lemon face. All right, Darwin, I need your. He looks like a need your Christmas psychic hand. power. <laughs> Darwin <laughs> looks like you guys are just. It's like a turkey with no legs. Like, Where'd your legs go, Darwin? Where are your legs at? Did he the aliens got... take him? He's looking right at me now. He's like, I hate you so much. He ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, so you ain't go got away. no legs, Lieutenant Darwin. You ain't got no legs. Says I just want to go to bed with my dad. That's all. You I want you guys keep... to leave. Right. Get out of here. All right.